0: You're listening to The Humaning Podcast, with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hello, my lovely. How are you? Truly. Welcome back, or welcome to your first episode. I hope that this time together brings you the uplifting, grounding, or space you need in this moment. As you might be able to hear, my voice is a little weird today. The allergies are doing its fuckery over here in New Jersey. And honestly, you know, with um, current events happening, I'm feeling kind of just like meh. There's been a lot to process. So as there continues to be, right, Um, at least here in America and uh, across the um, country. So my friend, I really do hope that however it is that you're coming, however you answered the question of how are you, and I really mean it, not as in like a a greeting that we just put out there into the world, but I do actually care about your answer. I really do hope that you find the, excuse me, the uplifting, the grounding, or the space that you need, whatever it is that you need, or a little bit of it. I hope that you find that here today. The shit we need to talk about in this episode is the goodness, the goodness, my friend, of the spring sanctuary that is happening this Saturday, our very first virtual retreat on Zoom, Saturday, April 22nd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern the benefits of which will reach far beyond this spring season. And honestly, for me as your guide, as the person who's going to be just offering the invitation to these practices, I think it's a pretty big deal, the fact that these benefits will reach far beyond the spring season. I'll offer the registration details here very quickly. Head to stephgalante.com spring. And I've included the link in the show notes as well. Don't forget, the recording will be available for one month, but you've got to register. If you've been around here for a while, you've probably heard me talk about how you're in the thick of the day-to-day maintenance of your self-care, the thick of the day-to-day just experience of life. But what's really cool is in this process, I get the honor and the privilege to zoom out to a more expansive view on your behalf. And right now, I've got your end of the year well-being in my sights. And let's be honest, I've had that (laughs) in my sights since the very beginning of this year. So in the sad event that you can't make it online in real time, remember the recording is an option. And in the really sad event that you're listening after April 22nd and had no idea this was happening, know that I'll be holding a summer retreat in June, so definitely check back for all that information. But back to the topic at hand. For weeks, for weeks, we've been talking about how essential a spring pause is for all that you want to feel, do, and achieve this spring and beyond. That might be to interrupt the cycle of burnout, or to and or to com- connect more deeply to yourself. Maybe and or it's to live authentically out there in the world, especially in your relationships and with others, and to support all of your disrupting in the world. I cannot say enough. Obviously, <laughs> since I keep repeating myself each week that this pause is essential for how you want to feel, do, and achieve this spring and beyond. I'm really glad you're not sick of me yet, maybe. (laughs) And my friends also, I should say, uh, my kids are still on spring break when I'm recording this. So apologies if you're hearing (laughs) kids' voices in the background. My friend, I'm super excited about the Spring Sanctuary. Um, As I said before, it's the first retreat I'm offering. And excited, honestly, like doesn't even scratch the surface of how I'm feeling. I'm feeling honored. I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling in awe that um, my business has evolved to a place where I feel confident, honestly, enough to offer this. I've held... a workshop each season for the last two years or so but this time around when it came to planning this event I felt called to do things a little more bit more differently more spaciously and more deeply and I think that I have been feeling this call for a while probably the winter maybe even the fall but I was scared but this year my motto was fuck it right (laughs) And so I decided, you know what? This pause is critical and I need to make it so. So here we are. This pause, my friend, in this spring sanctuary, it's critical for you to slow down if you've been go, go, going since January 1st with like lots of like great intensity and pressure. It's also critical for you to step into an expansive space to just be and breathe hello, like continuing that invitation from winter. It's also critical to ground yourself in how you want to feel, how you want your soul to feel, and have an intentional and strategic way forward planned out to bring this to life. One that's not rigid, but flexible and totally in tuned and aligned with yourself. In a nutshell, the Spring Sanctuary will be a haven for gentle renewal and surviving capitalism for the next two months. I'm so excited to share the five main events I have planned for you in this in this um, sanctuary. First is going to be understanding spring's vibe, nature's call, and how this period will impact your well-being through summer, fall, and next winter. As we've been talking about in the last month or so, spring is a time of birth, of new beginnings, of renewal, gentle growth that's watered by increased rain that we see. And it has a slowish vibe that's not quite as slow as winter, but certainly is not as fast and as intense as summer. There's a softness and a warming present for a, that allows for an opportunity to release that accumulation of winter's excess in all ways. Above all, this phase of nature's cycle is our time for tending the soil of our life and an initial planting of what we wanna grow for the rest of the year. Now you might be thinking, that's great and all, and it makes perfect sense, Steph, but what does it exactly mean or actually mean or how do I take this information and apply it to my life because I'm nobody's farmer. But you're the farmer of your life, you know? So on Saturday in the Spring Sanctuary, we're going to be talking about all of the, we're talking all about options, really. Not all of the options, but we'll be talking all about options for bringing or expanding gentleness and slowness into our lives. And if you're like me and those two words do not exist without some real work, my friends, I'm here for it. We might bring in gentleness and slowness through our morning and evening routines, our pauses throughout the day, and the hobbies and adventures we choose to do, as well as the boundaries we uphold with the things and people that don't serve us as well as the things and people that do. We'll be talking about all types of things regarding these areas of our lives and others as well. We'll also be considering what we'd like to renew as well as beginnings and new births we'd like to initiate. The bottom line here, my friend, is how we interact with and uphold this spring vibe will directly impact our experience and how resourced we are in the upcoming seasons. And you guessed it, it'll also affect whether we interrupt the cycle of burnout, whether we interrupt our disconnection with ourselves, and whether we disrupt Kind of the authenticity with which we're interacting in the world, especially in our relationship with others. As you might be expecting, engaging with your self-care in this manner goes against capitalism's go-go-go method of operation, which is a direct disruption of society's pace and will help you interrupt how you're upholding the system and other systems in your life. Fuck yes. Yes, friends. The next thing we're going to do is learn shifts to your self-care practices that align with spring's energy and honor your current state of being. We'll be talking about the three energies present in nature and within us, how a dominance in kapha energy, that slow moving, moist and steady characteristics will affect you and how to release winter's accumulation because that's going to be really important for um, not allowing some of the stuff that needs to be released to hang on and kind of weigh you down. We'll also talk about how you might be impacted on the day's Vata energy with its mobile and flexible qualities is more dominant. And then later in the season, or maybe some days presently because climate change, I mean, it's already hit 80s here to, in New Jersey and will again in the coming week or so, which it's that's not normal. Um, I mean, we don't usually get to the 80s until like June usually. Um, but you know, when the temperature really starts to warm as pitta energy becomes more prominent, you know, talking about how that's going to land on you and how to navigate all of this with ideas to shift your self-care practices based on how you're feeling and what you need in order to remain in harmony with yourself and nature. And we'll do this all with curiosity, compassion, and tenderness, of course. Generally, I don't know if you've realized this or not, I was talking to my, the academic class I teach at Rutgers um, recently about this. Generally, we monitor our energy within two categories, either high or low. It's like we notice I'm high energy today or I'm low energy today, or there might be somewhere in the middle where it's just kind of like balance. I want to offer you a more fitting way to monitor your energy, which is to actually notice what type of energy is present and how you're seeing it play out mentally, emotionally, and or physically. So you might notice if your energy is flexible or unsettled, that's more Vata energy. You don't need to know all like the logistical terms of everything, right? But be able to notice flexible changeable feeling cool with that or are you feeling unsettled is your or is your energy's second option motivated right feeling good motivated getting things done or is it pushing with energy with intensity or maybe even critical that's the flip side of of that pitta energy or third option is it deliberately slow moving careful and calm or the flip side of kapha energy Resistance to, resistant to change, lethargic, or even unmotivated and dull. Now, I want to be very clear because, you know, we live in a society that kind of, you know, celebrates or demonizes things and anything in between is kind of just like blah. But remember, all of the energies and feelings that I just named and any others are real and valid and necessary at some point. So we're not going to label energies or feelings as good versus bad or positive versus negative which we often see, see in Western culture. We'll simply be naming them as they are, again, with curiosity, compassion, and tenderness. And educating ourselves because having this information of what type of energy is present and understanding how it's showing up or the effect it's having will allow you to more readily shift your practices, workflow, boundaries, and plans in the way you need it. Because the reality is viewing your energy from a high versus low place kind of just misses the mark or just scratches the surface in terms of what you're experiencing. But this practice of noticing the type of energy and understanding the characteristics of it, like how it's playing out in your life, will directly interrupt the bypassing and gaslighting society loves for us to do when we expect that we shouldn't feel off or shouldn't feel sad or shouldn't be slow moving or whatever and just keep f- pushing forward with an all-in intensity and rigidity in our consistency with how we really show up to anything, including our self-care. And so we're going to be diving into a conversation that is more around noticing the type of energy and how it plays out. The third experience in the Spring Sanctuary we will be exploring yoga asana, pranayama, and meditation practices for spring harmony. Now, you may be very familiar with these practices in your life. You may just be getting into them. You may be a little skeptical. Y'all know, no judgment either way. Our yoga practice, our yoga asana practice particularly, Pranayama and meditation, they're tools for us to come back to ourselves, for building self awareness by witnessing ourselves in the moment. These practices can and should, and you know I don't drop shoulds very often, but very specific situations where I do, and this is one of them. These practices can and should change with the energy present and dominant within us, excuse me, as well as in nature's season. So oftentimes when I'm teaching line Yoga, restorative practices, whatever it is, I'm often asking, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling balanced and in harmony? If so, great. What do you need to do to maintain that? If you're feeling unsettled, how would you feel a little bit more grounded? If you are feeling intense or critical or angry, how might you create space for yourself to kind of just fan those flames, soften the intensity? If you're feeling dull, lethargic, sad, towards depressed, how can we soften the hold of those things and uplift energy a little bit more? And how might we meet ourselves there? Through many different ways. That might be the pace of our practice. That might be the timing of things. It may be the amount of time you spend in a pose. Um, It may be the transitions. It may be the variation of a pose that you choose. I mean, so many ways we do this. Now, when it comes to our asana practice in general, The spring is a really good time for a pace that's faster than your winter practice, but not the fastest. It's great for heat building on cold mornings and evenings. Also a precise muscular effort. So attention to detail here that focuses on heart openers, back bends, and forward folds and ends with a shavasana that's shorter than winters, but not non-existent either. We don't want to, you know, omit it altogether or rush through it. Something else I really focus on throughout the entire spring practice is the transition from one pose to another, which I just mentioned real quickly. This is something that I typically do during the glitch periods, you know, that two week period between the end of one season and the start of another. But since winter and summer are such drastically different seasons with all the spring happenings like in between as one big transition from one intense season to another, I find that spotlighting transitions in our practice is really important as well. But the real guide in our asana practice is how you're feeling in the moment and how the energy of the season is landing within you. As I said at the very beginning of this part of our conversation, because your agency over yourself and autonomy over your practice are front and center anytime I'm teaching, and it should be anytime you're in any other class or a practice you're doing on your own. So in the Spring Sanctuary, we'll talk about things generally speaking when it comes to your asana practice, and also discuss more specifically some optional paths on your journey based on each energy state, so that you can call on them based on what you might need to maintain what you're feeling or establish a little bit more balance energetically. And the same attention to detail goes for pranayama and meditation in the spring or any season. On the cooler days, a warming kapalabhati breath is supportive as it is also for digestion and abdominal toning and also releasing accumulation from the winter. However, on the days when the qualities are more variable, alternate nostril breathing might be grounding. And when the temperature starts to rise or on any other day, you might find full torso breathing or yoga breathing being spacious and softening intensity. For meditation, the focus here, something that will be really supportive is creating space for breath, for awareness, for reflecting, for visualization and imagination of renewal, initial planting, and a slow, steady growth will be really, really beneficial in your meditation practice. I'm really excited because in the Spring Sanctuary, I'll be leading these practices in a very uncomplicated way so that you can facilitate these practices on your own outside of the sanctuary. And of course, you can always join us in weekly classes within the Holistic Self Care Collective as well. We're coming up to the year anniversary next month, friends. Stay tuned for celebrations there. I am thrilled because. I am planning on facilitating the spring meditation within the sanctuary in a completely new way, in a way I've never done in space before. And I'm really excited about it because I'll be offering some unique options to honor the energy present within you as you come to the meditation, and as well as, as you experience the meditation, of course, within your own agency and autonomy. And I can't wait to do it because it's just going to be, it's going to be really cool. And really cool even if you're the type of person who's like, meditation's not for me. Come and try it. And remember, you can always abandon anything you need to, right? But this creativity, this newness, this is going to lead us to our next exploration, our fourth exploration with our time together, which is creating space for creativity and a reconsideration of rest practices for the spring season. Because of the newness that is felt in spring, the initialness, I made up the word, <laughs> the softness, the extension of winter's expanse, this is a fantastic time to tap into your creativity. creativity. Whether it's simply within your creative practices, or maybe it's creativity in the way you interact with your life, or maybe it's creativity in how you practice self-care. Friend, spring is not a time for rigidity, but rather it's a time that favors spontaneity Trying new things and playfulness. And it's also a very important time, as is every season, for rest. And a crucial part of this process is going to be to identify rest practices that will be supported for you in the spring, you guessed it, based on how you're feeling and how you're affected by nature's characteristics. These may look slightly different or a lot different than your winter rest practices, and that's okay. And remember, rest doesn't mean just napping, sleeping, or being sedentary, watching TV or listening to music. It can be those things, but it can also be so many other things, including meditating, breathing, being in nature, and really so much more. So what are some of your favorite spring rest practices? What's coming up for you? Maybe you're not sure, or maybe you don't have any spring-specific practices. No worries. It's not too late to identify or develop some. That's another reason to join me on Saturday. This entire year, since we began 2023, we've been talking at least once a month about seven types of rest. Those are physical, mental, emotional, social, creative, sensory, and spiritual. And so on Saturday, we're going to spend some time considering practices in each of these categories and options that will be aligned for you based on these seven categories, but also based on how you're feeling in the moment and what energy is present. It's going to be pretty cool. And creativity will be, and space will be kind of the way we facilitate all of that inquiry. And the final, the grand finale of our time together, it will be spent connecting with your Sankapa, your heart's deepest desire for the year, and recommitting to, or maybe even redesigning, or designing in the first place, small sustainable steps that will help you be resourced through December 31st. If you've been listening since the first few episodes of this podcast, this is episode 17, I've asked you numerous times, how do you want to feel in 2023? Because we started in December. How do you want to experience life this year? What do you want to experience? Now, it's fine if you haven't been around since then, right? Because I'm going to give you all the information you need to know anyway. The practice of a sankalpa, the centering of your heart's deepest need, listening to the call from your soul, this is so much different than setting a New Year's resolution, which is typically set by your ego's need or directed by society's standards, you know, based on self-improvement, what healthy looks like, what fit looks like, what you should be doing, right? But my friend, here's the thing. Clarity on your heart's deepest desire a commitment to listening to the call of your soul are game changers in living a lifestyle of mindful self-care. The reason is, rather than just floating around in the void, which sometimes we love to do, right? (laughs) But not for an extended period of time, usually. Um, Or engaging in self-care like in a reactive or playing catch-up way where you're constantly behind and constantly trying to figure out things on the fly, Instead of that, being very clear about how you want to feel, why, and what basic steps will move you in that direction are essential in your desires coming to fruition, as well as navigating challenges that are sure to arise, including getting off course, abandoning the course, and falling into huge ass potholes. (laughs) Because you know that's going to happen no matter what. So in this part of the session of the sanctuary, you'll reconnect with your sad kalpa. Maybe you've been connected to it since January or whenever you made it because January is not the you know deadline. Or maybe you didn't make one. So you'll have the chance to explore one if you're down, right? Totally no pressure there. Or maybe you feel like you need to or want to make a new one. And within the space and prompts offered by yours truly, You'll zoom out on the year and create small, sustainable steps that will resource you through the end of the year, or will begin to. Because my friend, listen, 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 listen. The reality is if you want to feel at ease, or if you want to feel grounded or steady or energized or motivated or clear, or whatever it is that you want to feel, if you want to honor your soul's call, your steps have to be in alignment and honor that your steps have to be in alignment with and honor that. If you want to achieve this thing or do that thing, your steps have to be in alignment with that and honor how you want to feel in the process. So for instance, if you want to feel at ease and also achieve this particular thing, but what you end up doing is running yourself into the ground in order to get there, the ease you expressed wanting to feel has gone out the window. If you want to disrupt, if you want to dismantle, but you also desperately, desperately need softness and tenderness, but what you're doing is a whole, but what you're, how you're bringing yourself to the work of disrupting and dismantling is only with intensity, only with pushing. Well, what you wanted to create for yourself is not being centered. So my friend, this process, honoring how you want to feel, answering the call from deep down in your soul, it requires a rewiring in your brain. And a new plan of action that will allow you to strengthen your protection of your well being in a deeply personal way. One that is aligned with all of your needs and all of your wants. Friend, you are a protector of so many things your work, your family, your plants, animals, your ancestors, elders, culture, traditions, the environment and universe. Your well, or I should say, the well being and safety of others. Preserving your well being in a deeply personal way will allow you to be resourced to continue to show up to all of that authenticity and authentically, truly connected to yourself and others without having to deplete your energy stores in the process without having to uphold that cycle of burnout. So my friend, my final invitation to you, give yourself permission to be inspired and accept what you need. Ultimately, build a haven within yourself for tender renewal and surviving capitalism for these next two months. Bring how you want to feel mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically to life and live how your soul wants to feel for the rest of the year so my friend joined me this saturday april 22nd from 11 a.m to 2 p.m on eastern time on zoom the recording will be available for one month you can register at stephgalante.com spring and i've included the link in the show notes until next time my friend please be kind and gentle to yourself just as you would those who are most precious to you whether that's a human animal baby or a plant I'd love to hear your thoughts about any of the support and guidance I provided in this episode so feel free to reach out and share them with me I do really love to hear from you if you've been loving the show please share it with your nearest and dearest and most of all leave a review or rating you my friend you are a badass and you are enough now go and be your favorite self and be well Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the holistic self-care collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.